that the twos, for me, have like this weird juxtaposition of pride or arrogance Mm -hmm. and insecurity. Mm. And it like is the same. <laughs> Some it, you would think that it those would be polar opposites. Yeah. But I think for the two, there's this like <laughs> I'm clearly better than everybody. <laughs> right. First of all, totally. and second of all, I'm deathly afraid that everyone's gonna leave me because they realize how not how not great I am. Right. And it's like, so there's this like stair stepping (laughs) of like trying to keep up with those two things and trying to, you know, be a good, humble, helpful person. But like, but man, that was awesome. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm so terrible that that I thought how awesome I was for doing that. Welcome to the Story Enneagram Podcast. I'm Jim Gum, and I'm an Enneagram teacher and coach living in Kansas City. Today, we're going to consider what Maureen, whom you heard in the opening, was so concerned about. She's questioning her underlying motivation to help. She's really worried about how she'll be received. Have you ever been in a relationship that seems out of balance between the giving and the receiving? It can be a confusing place to find yourself. Today, we're going to listen in on type twos in conversation about their natural ability to help others and the bind in which they often find themselves. There's a really helpful framework for understanding different Enneagram types. Some types are more naturally self-referencing, and some types are other-referencing. It's about where a person starts when they think of who they are. Do I start with me? Or do I start with you? Listen to how Carrie describes this focus. I was just going to agree. I mean, I think that I'm beginning to realize that not everybody, people aren't first for everybody. And that's confusing. (laughs) Oh, of course I'll, you know, drop everything and go do that thing with you that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're the most important thing. (laughs) And I feel like twos are also good at drawing out the positives Mm -hmm. and kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know. accentuating that in people and trying to like, I don't know. I feel like I have, if I have friends that seem a little down, I'll just send them an encouraging text or I feel like I just want to like Mm -hmm. cheer them up a little. No, you're awesome. You're loved. You're, you know, I feel like twos can be, can be good at that. And I think the two is also someone who can, I mean, again, kind of just in the helping theme, but can drop everything to be there for someone. And and again, like when that's out of a place of health and genuine support, then it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that other people, like when I've had that experience of dropping everything to be there for someone, yeah. Yeah. other people are like, oh my God, how did you do that? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what else would there I have There was no other option. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of the, again, kind of the ease with which that can happen. Um, You realize when it happens that, oh, not everyone does that. You know, Mm -hmm. we have the colored lens that tells us that that's normal. Maureen drops everything for someone else and thinks, what else was I going to do? Carrie says, people aren't first for everybody, and that's confusing. Other referencing means type twos start with the other person, with you. How are you doing? What do you need? Here's how Jeff describes how others affect him. 
was just a couple of years ago, and just reading through the types, and I just really identified with with being a two, um, primarily two things. One, the helping others, and and I think, um, and being a male too. I think that looks maybe in some ways a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know, just certain maybe connections or skills or just ways I would like to help somebody. Just those that comes to mind, mm-hmm. and then two is the um, the shape shifting thing. I, I can really see myself um, in this is you know not really that great of a thing. I don't necessarily think, but in interactions, particularly early on meeting somebody or different social settings, I can you know manipulate myself. I think a little bit mm-hmm. to uh, just to get someone to like me a little better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can I'm really identified with that too. Jeff is a commercial banker who works directly with business owners whom he hopes become customers. Here's how he sees how the shape-shifting shows up. The way that I see it, um, and I think of it right now, just just in work, um, I meet a lot of different types of people that identify with a lot of different types of things. And it's not dishonest, but I can accentuate different parts of my life to, mm-hmm. to more closely align with them. And, and I want to clarify something. When I say self-referencing versus other referencing, it does not mean selfish versus unselfish. You can be a self-referencing type and be a very unselfish person. The converse is also true. It's really about how you build your sense of identity and personality. I think the superpower of the two is they can read the room. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can tell. At least I feel like I can sense, like, this person, you know, this person feels a little left out. Or yeah. mm. this person really needs yeah. us to leave them alone. Or yeah. Yeah. this person needs, maybe could use a meal this week. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know, I've realized mm-hmm. that's one of the things where I thought everybody could do. But mm-hmm. now yeah. I'm learning. Maybe not mm-hmm. everyone has that yeah. superpower. And yeah. for me, that has some kind of, I think, forgotten or unrecognized as part comes into that unwanted mm-hmm. or unloved. Because I've noticed this a lot in my friendships, that if I have any tension, a little bit of tension, a little disagreement, maybe someone got their feelings hurt, then I'm like scrambling yep. to oh, compensate gosh. for mm-hmm. it to apologize, to like repair the relationship yep. because I'm like, what if that one tiny thing I said after 10 years of friendship that hurt their feelings makes them decide, well, they're done with me. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, it's like, well, she's always been a jerk and that was the final straw, yeah. you know? Yeah. Carrie and Maureen revealed two sides of a coin. On one side, Carrie calls her ability to read the room a superpower. She can sense another's feelings and needs. On the other side, Maureen realizes that this focus on others makes her vulnerable in relationships. If a friend doesn't receive her well, the whole relationship feels tenuous. Jeff goes on about how important relationships are to him. So even more so, um... I can think of you know two scenarios where I had you know two close friends and this you know big arguments or blow ups about something and I mean 
not being able to sleep, not being able, I mean, like, it, it oh, just, yeah. just, I mean, it affects me very deeply, yeah. particularly mm-hmm. if there's a close relationship that is, you know, that's, a, that's undone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, it totally consumes me and I'm thinking about it all the time and yeah. can't really operate very well until that's, you know, until that is mm-hmm. fixed and, and feels better. Twos are sometimes called the giver or the helper. Serving others can be second nature. They also get something in return. They make that heartfelt connection. However, there can be something else at play that a growing awareness can wake us up to. I uh, was exposed to the Enneagram in my mid-20s. And... Um, so it was pretty easy to determine my number because I think when you're in your mid twenties, it's kind of like you're, it's pretty clear like where your areas of unhealth are. <laughs> um, so I, if I can recall correctly, I remember knowing that I was a two just because I saw that like you help in order yep. to get love and attention back, yep. and you kind of mm-hmm. manipulate to get that from people. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what I was doing, but once I saw it on paper, then I mm. I realized that that's what I recall. Two, I notice in and well, my my wife will notice this and call me out on it that I do <laughs> things in our marriage because I mean, yes, I want to help and do great things, you know, for my wife, uh, but two, I probably expect something in return for that. <laughs> and it's and it's it's you know, yeah. and it's it's kind of underneath. I don't necessarily know that I'm doing that all the time. But I, you know, when Amy will point that out, I'll kind of recognize that, oh, yeah, that's that I probably did do that Mm -hmm. for a little something in return. I think the pride shows up. And this has just been my eyes have been open to it since I've done Enneagram stuff is even thinking that I can help a person sometimes has the appearance that I have it all together. Like, oh, you seem to be a mess. I'm fine. (laughs) I can help you, you know? Instead of like, let's work together. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. We all have our things, Mm -hmm. our shadows. So it's a little bit of that self-inflation. And I do think the two has that pattern of inflation and then total deflation. Like, Mm. oh my gosh, this is, I'm actually terrible. Yeah. And there's not a lot of the honest, like where I Mm. actually am in the middle Mm -hmm. of in between those two extremes. So talk, expand on that a little bit more because I've never heard it said that way. So the inflation would be what? I got it together. This is, I am... You're helping other people. I'm helping, my house is clean, you know. (laughs) I'm helping others. I've got a meal going to someone. You know, know, I've got it together. But then you start to see in your life, like, oh my gosh, I don't have it together, actually. (laughs) I just yelled at my husband, my kids don't seem to like me sometimes. Type twos may realize that their giving isn't as noble or altruistic as it may seem. Subconsciously, they may practice what's called giving to get. They're naturally aware, intuitive, and generous. However, the giving can begin to feel as if there were some strings attached. You're sharing about how we, like, if we're not getting what we want from a spouse or a friend yep. or whoever, then, you know, it's like, I did the I'm thing, you didn't give me the return, so I'm going to start <laughs> tossing some things out there. You know, some bait. like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. man, like, I got this new shirt today, and, I mean... I just love it, but I don't know if it fits. Like, do you think it's okay? You know, you know and I'm just 
just looking for a, like, oh, it's beautiful. What a great yeah. deal you got on it. Isn't it great? Actually, you look awesome. Instead, yeah. you know, I don't get any of those things because, you know, for whatever reason. But yeah. what is, I mean, do you find that too? I think what I do is all, you know, um, whatever it is. I cleaned up the whole house. I did all this, you know, stuff. The lawn is mowed. You know, everything looks great. I've, I've took the kids for five hours on a Saturday. And then I and then I come. Yeah, why? Well, then I, you know, and then you come home, and it's just kind of like, hey, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, I'm just an average husband, you know. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I am totally looking yeah. for something, you know, from doing yeah. that. You know? I wish you could see Jeff's face when he says, "I'm just an average husband." He's making fun of himself, the pride about being so generous. Carrie shares about a pitfall of always being focused on others. I think I just uncovered a little of like, oh, everyone doesn't do this. This is just a thing that I do or people that are twos do. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was a little bit of like revealing of, oh, maybe I do have needs and maybe I'm not (laughs) as super as I would like to be or (laughs) would like to appear to be, you know. You know, it's it's hard for me to recognize really what I am feeling. You know, what yeah. what's what is really going on? What's deep? It is hard for me to share that. And my wife, all she wants to talk about, and in reality, probably if I would just share that, it would probably mean as much to her as all this stuff that I did. Yeah. But the primary reason that I did all this stuff was really for that same validation. I have a close friend who's a type two. She's kind and empathetic. She once told me that she feels others' needs in her bones. If you do something for her, you'll get a note or a gift card. She's really thoughtful. She grew up in a household where she got the message that she wasn't important. Sometimes kids get motivated to pay close attention to another family member and meet their needs. Giving becomes the bridge to stay connected to that person who's not as focused on you. How do you answer the question, what do you want? If it's whatever you want, as generous as that seems, you may have some problems ahead. The downside for a two is that they begin to lose touch with their own needs. Since their attention is out there, They don't value or have ready access to what's going on in here. What a two needs to hear is that it's not your job to meet the needs of the world. Even though they're so good at seeing the need, so good at meeting the need, after a while, your family and friends just expect it from you. Our needs should be in balance with someone else's needs. One is not more important than the other. Wouldn't it be great if a two could wake up every morning and know exactly what they want? I always encourage twos to try to be a little selfish. It's healthy to have interests and pursue them. To do what you want to do today. Take your friends to the restaurant where you want to eat. Let someone else do the dishes or bring the meal while you sit by a fire to read that book you've been dying to read. And you know what? 
No one will ever think of you as selfish. You'll be free to help only when it's really needed. And when you want to help, no strings attached. And you'll always be the very best at that. It's your superpower. Thanks for listening to the Story Enneagram podcast today. If you or someone you know is a two who's working so hard to meet others' needs, but ends up feeling unappreciated or rejected, you've come to the right place. Wouldn't it be a relief to let go of always needing other people's approval? Visit my website at storyenneagram.com. I offer solutions for the workplace and training sessions for businesses, schools, and nonprofits. I also offer personal coaching packages for individuals or couples. Drop me a line and let's explore what the Enneagram can do for you. Please subscribe to the Story Enneagram podcast. Share it with your friends and family. And if you're really feeling it, leave a rating in Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it. Our music is by Daniel Gum. You can hear his music on Spotify or wherever you get your music. And yes, we do have the same last name. That's it for this episode of the Story Enneagram podcast. Story Enneagram, where learning your type is just the beginning of a whole new story.